The Faith and Fishing Podcast is sponsored by 413 Lure Company. 413 Lure Company is a family-owned and operated business that puts Christ first and does things the right way. Using really high-quality components, they make some really, really awesome spinner baits, buzz baits, bladed swim jigs, and more in some really sweet color combinations. Check them out on Facebook to see what they can do and place your order today. Hey y'all, just wanted to take a brief minute to let you know about previous guest of the show, Jackson Orr's third annual Kayak Anglers Together Can Help or Catch charity tournament. Registration is happening now through 5.59 a.m. Central Time on Friday, September 11th, and the registration fee is only $20, and Tourney X has waived the fee, which means that 100% of that $20 will go to a charity. Even if you can't fish the tournament, I encourage you to sign up by searching Jackson Orr or Catch on the Tourney X app and clicking the register button. And I will have a link to the registration in the show notes of this week's episode of the podcast to help you find it. The tournament will take place 6 a.m. Central Time on Friday, September 11th through 6 p.m. Central Time, Sunday, September 13th. And the top six anglers will be choosing a charity of their choice to donate a percentage of the total amount raised and they will also be winning an awesome prize package from some of Jackson's amazing sponsors. I encourage you all to get behind this amazing and godly 17-year-old young man, so let's get out there and do it. Welcome to the Faith and Fishing Podcast, where you get to hear all kinds of fishermen tell their stories and share their faith. I'm your host, Cam Steele. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and as usual, I want to thank you all for listening. Just a quick reminder that this is the last week to sign up for Jackson Orr's third annual Catch Charity Tournament. Jackson was a guest on the show early on in the podcast running and is still ranked in my analytics as one of the podcast's most listened to shows. You have until Friday morning, September 11th at 5.59 a.m. Central Time to sign up. It's only $20 and no matter who wins, it will be going to a good cause. Every time I have an interview with a guest, I always ask them before I get off the phone with them if there's anyone that they know who I should be reaching out to to have them on the podcast. And I always am encouraging y'all to let me know who y'all want to hear from. And from both camps, there is always one name that has been mentioned more than any other fisherman. He's made a huge impact on so many others that he has fished with. He's the chaplain of KBF, was the winner of the 2016 KBF National Championship, and he's this week's guest, Mr. Matt Ball. Matt, man, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So to get us started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about you and about what you do as the KBF chaplain. Well, uh, my name is Matt Ball. I am uh, I live in Little Hawking, Ohio. Um, which is uh, southeastern Ohio, and I've been I've been uh, kayak fishing for quite a few years, uh, many years, but uh, fishing my whole life, and uh, got into kayak fishing um, tournaments uh, probably in around nineteen. Uh, I'm sorry, in about twenty fourteen ish somewhere around there, uh, and then uh, uh, ended up uh, winning, you know, qualified for a, a national championship through uh, KBF and uh, won the national championship in 2016 as uh, the first 
kayak bass fishing national champion and uh from there it's just kind of snowballed into little a uh, little bit of a sort of a semi you know i still have a real job and still uh but I, but i do a lot of fishing and uh i do a lot of tournament work i do a lot of you know uh you know promotional stuff with different manufacturers and i've really enjoyed a lot of that but uh one of the things that uh that i really value in this this whole uh, this whole ride of kayak fishing that I've gotten into has been the, uh, you know, the platform that I've been able to share my faith and, and kind of be a, I don't know, a, I don't like the word chaplain, um, <laughs> but more of just a, just a spiritual mentor to some people that anybody out there that's, uh, that's in the kayak world or any, any, anybody out there on social media really is where, you know, I get a, a good bit of reach, but, um, you know, through the, through the kayak fishing and the tournaments and, and a lot of the, you know, the, the notoriety that the Lord's blessed me with through being a national champion and through being, uh, being pretty well known in the kayak industry. It's, it's been a great opportunity for me to, uh, you know, share my faith and share the hope of, of Christ with others. And, and I've really enjoyed that. That's, that's really been, um, hundred percent the biggest uh the most amazing part of of what kayak fishing means to me um it is it's just really the lord's given me a a a lot of opportunities in this industry and and i i don't ever forget that and and i really want to use it because uh, i know where that that blessing has come from so okay absolutely and uh, just to get some um, backstory, you said that you've been fishing your whole life. Uh, what was it that got you started? Well, I, I grew up. I grew up in West Virginia, uh, in a place called town, just outside of a place called Grafton, West Virginia. But my dad uh, has always fished. I mean, I've fished. I've been fishing and being an outdoor outdoors and, and hunting and fishing my whole life. But Fishing has been something that my dad was really big in and, you know, all of our family vacations was fishing. You know, we, we, my dad fished bass tournaments out of a bass boat. We, we would spend, you know, any weekend that we weren't, you know, that, that we were free, we were usually fishing somewhere or, uh, you know, in the rivers or the creeks or the lakes, uh, you know, around, around home. And, uh, and, and I just, I just kind of grew with me. Um, you know, as I got older, it just something that, that I wanted to be doing all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of my friends centered around the hunting and fishing aspect of my life. And, you know, a lot of the, that's who the people that I was drawn to that, that did those same types of things. And, um, I just, I've fished, I've fished and hunted and uh, been in the outdoors. It's just really one of my passions. It's, it's where I, I love to be. I'm, I'm not a, I'm a country boy, you know, I like, <laughs> I like being out in the outdoors. So, uh, but I've fished my whole life, um, you know, out of bass boats, kayaks, canoes, wading, you know, everything. You just, you name it, we've, we've, we've done it. Um, I haven't done a lot of fly fishing, but I've, uh, it's just something I'd like to try someday, but I just never have. But, uh, really, I'm a big river fan. I, I love fishing rivers. I love fishing the small streams. I love fishing, um, a lot of the backwaters, the places that doesn't get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of traffic, uh, places that you can, you know, drag a kayak through the woods and end up in a stream, in a, in a river or a or backwater somewhere that, 
it doesn't get a lot of pressure and and that's that's why kayak fishing for me has been um really just a perfect fit for what i like to do so absolutely that's awesome so um let's uh let's dive into the meat of stuff um in a nutshell uh go ahead and let us know what you believe in i believe uh i believe in jesus christ that he's our savior he you know he was sent to to save us all from our sins and and uh you know we're all sinners saved by his grace and and i think that uh you know it's i believe that you know we're you know I believe in salvation through through accepting of Jesus Christ. That's that's my um, my faith, my my belief, and what keeps me going. Absolutely, and so um, so far in the podcast, we really haven't gone into it um, much. But um, what what do you mean by sinner? Well, you know, all of us fall short. All of us fall short of the of the of God's grace that, that we don't deserve it. But, you know, as Christians, as a believer, um, when we, when we fail, you know, Christ died on the cross for our sins. We are sinners. And what I think that the, the thing that it means to me is once you have accepted Christ as your savior, and once you have, you know, kind of went down that road and you've, you've, you've accepted him in, in your heart, it changes the way you feel about sin. You know, you, you're not going to quit sinning. People, people are, we're sinners by, by great, by, by nature. But what we are as Christians is we are, we are forgiven. And, and what we are striving to do as Christians is live a better life, you know, trying to, to steer clear of those things. And by building a relationship with God or with Christ and through the through reading of the Bible and studying, you learn, um, you're learning, you're training yourself. It's just like fishing. It's just like any technique. You know, you pick up a bait caster and when you first learn it, you know, you're going to throw backlashes all the time. You know, you're, you're throwing it out and you're, you're, you're going to have backlashes. You're constantly picking out backlashes, but you're practicing. And, and, you know, as a Christian, you're, you're, you're reading the word. You're, you're, God changes your mind. You know, he, he starts working on you when the things that you didn't think about before, um, you, when you do those things, you know you're 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 more convicted of it, and and he he leads you through those kind of things and kind of kind of turns the page for you. And it's just like anything, you know it it takes it takes work on both sides. You know you've got to work at your your relationship and your your Christian walk. Um, you know you can't you can you can just say Jesus, you know, forgive me of my sins, accept me into your you know, I, I accept you into my heart, but what, when, when the change comes is when you start building on that relationship with him and you are, um, you, you're fostering that relationship with him, not just uh, a believer. You're a practicing of uh, improving your Christian life by following his word and praying to him and just including him in everything that you do. And when you do that, it, it, it really helps, you know, form the new you, I guess you should say, when you're a new Christian or just, but like I say, it's, we're all, we're all sinners, you know, no one's perfect except for Christ. So, um, that's the beauty of it, um, by being a, 
he's for, he forgives us of our sins. We just have to ask him into and that door's there. We just have to walk through it. Absolutely. So um, if you would, uh, tell us a story of you walking through that door. Um, what was it that God used to change your mind, or did you, um, well, did you, you know, need any you kind know, of transformation for me, at all? I've had that talk with a lot of people before, and, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's, I mean, it's a blessing, but I don't have a an earth-shattering moment in my life uh, where, you know, I was far away from, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in, you know, with parents. That, you know, I grew up in Sunday school. I grew up, you know, you know, granted, yes, I strayed and, and did things I shouldn't have, but I always knew what, the way I was raised, you know, what what the Bible said, what I should be doing. So I, I never really had a, you know, where I was, you know, out on the streets or, you know, recovering alcoholic or anything like that but but what i've noticed for me is it's it's for me it's been more of a instead of a sprint to finding my faith it's been a marathon you know by growing up as a christian and by growing up it at times it was it it might have become just second nature and it really uh growing up maybe i didn't feel that connection but as i got older and as i start dealing with things in my own life and, and raising a family and, and having a job and debt and pr- troubles and sicknesses and, and all the disappointments that can come in life, learning how to lean on him is when I've really come through that uh, really closeness to, to in my faith. Um, so it, it wasn't a, a light switch for me. It was, it was more of a, a pinpoint of light that I always had in my life that I just kind of kept working towards. And then the, the more I, <laughs> the longer I went in this, this journey. And now, now granted, I, I'm very, um, there are moments in your life that you, that, that really bring you closer to him. And, you know, when you lose somebody or when, when you at birth, I've got four kids, you know, the birth of a child and, you know, just seeing all the wonderful things that he's done in your life, in my life. And, um, and also seeing how he has brought me through a lot of difficult times in my life. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my testimony. It's been more of a marathon than it has been a sprint, you know, or a, you know, fallen away and then just found. I've just slowly over my life have just slowly grown closer and, and, gotten a better relationship with him through just staying staying you know into the the faith so absolutely that's awesome and i hope um i hope that that you um i hope that your story encourages others who feel that they don't necessarily have a a story or a ground uh groundbreaking moment or anything like that that um their story can still inspire and still um uh still be a strong tool to lead people to christ and um also to encourage others who um have um grown up in a christian home and um have been blessed enough to um uh to grow up with that and still be able to um um still be able to feel like they uh they can contribute with their story um yeah and that's that has been a tough one for me you know 
I, I don't want to make it, it sounds bad to say it, but you, sometimes you think, boy, I wish I had a great testimony. I guess everybody does to the right people. You know, my story is going to speak to certain people that are in the same situation as, as me, you know, whereas, you know, they've never, and that's not to say that down the road I might have a great uh, testimony, but whatever the Lord's got in store for me, uh, you know, I don't know, but I trust in him and I trust that whatever he's got coming is going to be something that I can handle through him. And, uh, and just, you got to keep that relationship going so that when those times come, you're ready, you're ready to, to lean on him. And, uh, a lot of times I think we, a lot of, a lot of people look, only look towards Christ in the hard times. And what I'm, trying to focus a lot on in my life now is is really not forgetting about all the blessings and praising him during all the blessings because I've got a lot of blessings in my life I'm not gonna lie I mean it, it things are things go have been good for me and uh, and my family and that's not to say that tomorrow something magic you know tragic could happen and and that's when your faith is tested and I, I just hope hope and pray that you know those are the that those times don't come and when they but if they do that uh that i'm ready to lean on him and and take all the 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 my time my relationship with him and and use that absolutely so um so what is uh what does your faith mean to you oh it means everything um you know without without faith you know it's if you look at this world, it's 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 hopeless in a lot of ways without without a, a meaning. You know, everybody and you know nowadays everybody's looking for a purpose or a, a cause. Well, you know, the cause of of Christ is really the the ultimate cause because it is it's never changing. It's it's solid. It's it's not wavering. You know, so. My faith means everything to me. You know, without faith, I'm lost. Without faith, I'm, uh, it's darkness to me. Um, if I didn't believe that there is a, a God that loves me and that has created me and is looking out for me and that has a plan for my life, that puts a, that would put a lot of pressure on a person that doesn't believe because they've got to think, well, everything that comes in my life, I have to make happen. You know, um, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, but for me, there's still a lot of pressure in my life, but that is me more putting it on myself than just, you know, trying to trust in what the Lord's plan is and trying to listen and watch and learn and read in his word and try to try to make the best decisions in my life as possible that go along with his plan. And uh, the only way that you can follow his plan is if you learn to to have a relationship with him. So... You know, there are days that, uh, honestly, there are days I go and I may not even think about God. And, and those are the days with, uh, that where you realize after the end of the day, you're like, crap, you know. I'm, I tried to make a lot of things happen today and look where it got me, you know. I'm, I'm depressed or I'm upset or I'm, I'm mad or, you know, when you try to keep him in the forefront of your mind and your faith and just talk to him throughout your day, just, in your mind, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to sit down and, you know, go into prayer. It just basically, as you're going through your day, just kind of keeping aware of the fact that 
everything that's going on in your life, he's got control of. You've just got to let him have that control. When you start to take that control and you take the wheel, you know, Jesus take the wheel, that, that's what we need to do all the time. So that's what my faith is. It is my, that's my compass that I have to go by. And there's a lot of times I end up heading the wrong direction, but that compass is always pointing in the right direction if you just believe in it, you know, so. Absolutely. And, uh, and to, uh, um, transition things back towards the water a little bit, are there any specific yeah. times you can think of out on the water that have affected your faith in any way? Uh, you know, when I'm on the water, it, there's been, no, not, <laughs> not specifically. I, I guess there's been a lot. Of, I feel very close to him while I'm on the water. You know, one of the things, one of my favorite times of, it's actually, this is going to sound weird, but one of my favorite times and one of the most anxious times that I have as a tournament angler is tournament morning. And, uh, you know, let's say we're, first cast is going to be at six o'clock that morning. You know, I, I get up early, you know, I get to the ramp, I'm, I'm ready to go and I've got my gear ready. I'm, you know, we launch our kayaks about a half hour before first cast. A lot of times you can get to your spot and you're just sitting there in the stillness, in the pre-dawn with nothing but your thoughts. And, um, what I've found is those thoughts can, can really wreck you in a day. But if you turn your thoughts to him, and sit back and just look around you and listen and, and just praise him for what he's got and what he's given you to do that day. And what the fact that you're setting out in a kayak on the water fishing in his creation and not, there should be no anxiety in that. You know, there, there shouldn't be. So as a tournament angler, we have that anxiety level, you know, ready for the first cast, ready for, you know, you're, you're wanting to, to do well and you're, you're wanting to, you know, catch the biggest fish and the, the, you know, all that. And all your preparation is, is wound up into that one 15 minute moment before you're making that first cast and it can just wreck your brain. So what I like to do is just sit there and I just pray and I'll just, just, I talk to him. I, I just kind of, I just sit back and I enjoy it. And I'm like, listen, you know, the, the Lord has given me the opportunity, the blessing to be out here on this water, fishing, making a, not a living, but a, making a fairly decent income by fishing <laughs> at, at times. <laughs> and, um, and what a blessing, what a blessing that is. And to, to, to sit here and think that I'm going to have a horrible day if I don't catch any fish, because you can, you can steamroll out of control really quick on a bad day of fishing. Um, but if you just focus on the fact that that's really just, that's really not what's important, you know, it's the fact that you are getting a chance to spend it in his creation and how you handle victory or success on the water just shows a lot about your faith. Um, that's one of the biggest things that, um, <laughs> that I, that I kind of lean on in the tournament world because I take, I take this fishing very seriously when I'm on the water. I'm very competitive. I want to win. Um, but that doesn't mean that, um, 
you know, I, I want to win when I'm on the water, but I also want to to enjoy my time on the water. So that's where my faith comes in a lot of times is because, you know, I'm sitting there, Lord, you know, I may not, I'm not going to lie, there's times I've prayed, Lord, just let me have one good fish, one more good fish, it's all I need. When, in all reality, that may not be what he's got in your plan. What he might want to see is, how are you going to handle this failure today? How are you going to walk away from this and not having a limit when you walk walk out at the end of the day on this tournament? Or, you know, and that happens more than more often than not, uh, is, you know, it's fishing. You know, you're catching fish. So a lot of times, how you, how you, how my faith helps me handle the failures in a, in a lot of ways. Um, cause there's a whole lot more failures in fishing than there are successes. Um, and so that's, I guess I'm just, I'm kind of rambling here, but your original question was time on the water that, that affected my faith. I think all the time on my water, if I really let myself focus on it, is part of my faith is by, you know, trusting in him and not letting it become something that I'm worshiping. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not out there as a, you know, this isn't the most important thing in my life. You know, my faith, my family, my, you know, that is the most important thing in my life. Just the fact that he's allowing me to be out there and doing this is sometimes what brings me back to reality when things aren't going well or things are, are going, <laughs> or when things are going well, you know, you think, man, I did this. No, you know, I did, I did put the work in, but, you know, the Lord's given me an opportunity here to, to have some success. Next tournament, he's going to probably use me as an example of how to, gracefully handle defeat. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of what I look at, and uh, it's what I try to do. I will say I do it all the time, but that's what I try to do. So, For sure, absolutely. All right, so uh, what fishing story or memory means the most to you? Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to one of the most incredible moments in my fishing career, um, is there, there's a lot of memories that, that really, you know, come back to me. But one of my fondest is, is probably uh, winning the national championship and, and walking up on the stage and knowing that out of, you know, over 300 people, I was the best angler that day. And, and that was, and then the outpouring of, of love and support from the, you know, my friends and family and, and the, the members of the, the fishing club that I was with at that time, uh, still with, still am with, but Mountain State Kayak Anglers, you know, it was like a big family and, and having them be so excited for something that you did and you were successful in. And so that's, that's always going to be right up there. But honestly, um, as far as moments in my fishing career, moments on the water, Anytime I get to spend on the water with my family, my father, my kids, my wife, anybody, all those moments are, are just special to me. You know, when my kids are catching good fish or, you know, when my, when I'm out fishing with my dad, who I learned everything from, that's, he's, he's who I learned how to fish from and he still kayak fishes and he's still one of the best fishermen I know. So being out there, those are the kind of memories that, that I love about fishing. Um, 
So there's there's not one specific uh, other than maybe that that moment of winning the national championship a few years back. That was that was pretty special. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. So this next question, um, whenever I first started the podcast, I asked my uh, my fishing buddy to come up with a question for me. Um, I didn't know what he was going to come back with, but this is what he came back with. So whenever you're out fishing with somebody, uh, what is your typical conversation centered around? And life, really. Um, I love to sit and I love to talk with others. You know, in a kayak, a lot of times you're not actually sitting with somebody, but, uh, but I, we still fish, you know, in close proximity a lot of times just for fun. But when I'm out, when I'm out on the water with good friends and family, um, just talking about life, you know, I, I'm a, I like to talk. So whatever's going on, you know, I like to find out, I like to hear other people's what's going on in their lives and, you know, just hear what, how life's, you know, what's going on in their lives. I just love to talk about that. You know, I don't necessarily talk, a lot of the conversation is right along with, you know, how are we going to catch fish in this, these conditions, you know, breaking down the water, depending on who I'm fishing with, uh, the conversation might be, Hey, you know, we're not catching anything right now. What, what do you think? What are you doing? Or what, what should we do to maybe try to get a better bite here? Or what, with these conditions, should we be fishing deeper or shallower? Should we be looking for rock or wood or, you know, ledges or whatever? That's a lot of the conversation. But if I'm out with the kids, it's just getting involved in what their life's going. You know, how, what are they doing today? Not really digging into their lives because a lot of times they just want to have fun. They want to talk to you and just talk about whatever's going on and be silly. You know, I just, I have a blast just talking with people out on the water and, so it's not a specific conversation, but it's kind of a ballpark. Just whatever's going on in life or, or whatever it is to try to catch more fish. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So what life advice do you wish that you had been able to start off with? What what advice for fishing? Um, so what life advice? Oh, life advice. Man, life advice. And there's so many things I I wish I'd have, uh, you know, learned uh, a lot sooner. M- <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a tough one. I'm not really sure what my life, you know, you know build your relationship with Christ has is, is got to be the most important. But uh, another one another one that I would highly recommend to anyone is just find, find you someone that, that I found the, the most my perfect match and my wife and uh, building a life with her. So when you're, you know, younger, younger kids out there looking for, for a spouse down the road and look for somebody that shares the same values and that shares the same focus as you and, and that you think you feel like you can, you can build a, a great future with, um, with, you know, Christ as the head of that relationship, because that's what my marriage has been built on. And that is why, that is what's gotten me where I'm at now. And that is, you know, having a strong Christian woman that is my wife that, that I look up to as a Christian and that we have tackled life as parents of four kids together 
really relying on our faith to trusting in him to lead us throughout all the different things that go on in life, which there are so many of them, but finding a partner that, that shares that faith and uh, that helps someone you can lean on and build off of. That is really one of the the most important things that is that has happened in my life is is meeting the the woman that I married, Tricia, that uh, and a wonderful uh, Christian woman that uh, we have built a great life with. That's awesome. And uh, so now I'm going to ask about the fishing advice. So, what fishing advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? And uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to take it onto the kayak side. Okay, fishing advice, you know, um, yeah, I really don't know the exact, I mean, really fishing advice is depending on what kind of fishing you're doing, but, uh, but as far as kayaking, I'm going to go on that because that's really a, a heart of what I do and in, in, in fishing is the kayak side of it. And that is, um, you know, try out a lot of kayaks before you buy one, you know. Um, one thing that I see in a lot of, uh, you know, kayak fishermen, they start out with the, you, you don't have to find the, the highest dollar kayak out there, but what you need to do is get in a few of them, borrow some, or go and go to some demo days and paddle some kayaks, because um, comfort is key in fishing out of a kayak. You're not going to be successful fishing out of a kayak if you can't sit in it for very long. You need to have you need to have a kayak that you can move around, you know, have your gear in and move around and cast and and, and maneuver in. So find a kayak that fits you, fits your budget. That you know, a lot of used kayaks out there that that, that are going to be a lot better than a lot of the box store kayaks that a lot of people start in. That are going to be way more comfortable and you're going to like it more. So. I wish I'd have bought a better kayak right off the bat than when I first bought my first kayak that was a, you know, $100 sit inside kayak that I just, but it got me started and it started that passion of kayak fishing and realizing what I can do with it. And it just grew from there. So, you know, having a good, finding a kayak that, that is comfortable is a big key. And, uh, and the other thing is, um, is finding a, getting a good paddle. Uh, having a good lightweight paddle is going to be a big key when you're starting out kayak fishing because you're you're going to be doing a lot of fishing with a rod in one hand and that paddle in the other, and you're going to be using that paddle with one hand a lot of times when you're fishing. You know, you're normally when you're fishing, you've got a fishing rod in one hand and you're still trying to maneuver your boat with one hand. A nice lightweight paddle is going to go a long way in that. So, absolutely, I and agree one hundred. A good PFD because that is. What you gotta, you know, that, you gotta wear a good PFD when you're out kayak fishing, any, any yeah, on the water. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I can, I have a very similar story with my first kayak. So, um, I started out in one of the, uh, uh, the Walmart Sun Dolphin. Um, yeah. And, uh, so I have a very similar story. Um, and I, I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Uh, so I, 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 <laughs> on my fourth kayak in five years or something like that. But the one I have now, I really, really like it. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, I've, I've got, a, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, man, 
you got a lot of money in that kayak and I can go to Walmart and get one and I can, for a hundred bucks, I can have every, you know, yeah, you can, you really can. And I encourage people to get into, if that's, if that's what they have to do to get into it, do it. But, uh, try them out a little bit because there's a lot of people get in those and then don't go back in them very often because they're, uh, they're not sized right for, you know, some people, you know, there's some pretty big guys out there getting in uh, these little boats that really would have been better off, you know, maybe browsing some, some one ads and finding a little bit better kayak suited for them or, <laughs> or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't just, too far from sinking that little 10 foot boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now that's, that's one thing. I mean, and, and as far as just fishing, you know, um, it's just like it's just like I was talking with your fate. When you start fishing, um, just soaking up all the information that you can. Um, you know, learning, being a student of fishing. Once you once you start fishing and you realize, man, I like this. There are so many resources out there to learn about techniques, and um, there's so many good people that I would recommend. You know, there's a good friend of mine, Gene Jensen. Um, you know, he's one person I'd recommend to anybody watching his videos if they wanted to get into fishing because, you know, he shows people how to do it. Chad Hoover has a ton of great content out there on how to, how to kayak fish and great tips. You know, there's just so many good anglers out there that's putting content out on YouTube. There's a lot of junk out there, but there are some really good, uh, there's some good ones out there. And, uh, uh, those are, there's just, a lot of resources read you know if you're going to fish a body of water research that body of water i guarantee you if you get on the internet and start typing in any lake you want to go to in the country and just start going through all the different searches on that water you're going to learn a lot about the water you're going to find pages on forums where people have fished there at different times of the year and um it'll just make you a better angler and when you're successful at angling it keeps you in it longer you know, because nobody likes to be a complete failure at something. You know, it, it, they want to, you want to succeed when you're, you're doing this. So the more effort you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Just like your faith, you got to put that effort into it. You got to put that, that work in. And when you're talking about putting work in for fishing, if it's something you enjoy, it's not work. You know, it's enjoyable. You know, I, I love to go out and just sort through my tackle. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and kind of look at my tackle and think, okay, I'm going to fish this body of water. What what should I tie on? If I'm going to take four poles with me tomorrow, what are the four best lures that I could put on for tomorrow? And just thinking through that. You know, that's that's kind of what my mindset is on fishing most of the time. It, it's preparing to go fishing. Once I hit the water, then it's then it's all reactive. You know, what are they doing right now? Most of the work comes in before you get there, wondering, okay, here's what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. Here's what the temperature is. Here's what time of the year it is. The fish should be, from what I've read, the fish should be, everything I've learned about bass, they should be in this vicinity. So looking at Google Earth and Google Maps, and this is where I want to start my search. And because in a kayak, unlike a bass boat, you can't cover a whole lake. You know, you've got to pick an area and and dissect it. Um, you you don't have the ability to travel all over the lake. Now, 
you can with a lot of the new motors. With you know, I've used a Torquedo with my boat, but that's great. But a lot of people don't have that, so you know, you've really got to study maps and the water and what's going on that time of the year, and that's where you you make your best guess and you just go fishing, you know, and then go from there. Absolutely. And so I know with KBF, you are mainly a, uh, a bass guy, but is there a particular fish that you haven't caught yet that sits at the top of your bucket list? Oh, there's all kinds of them. I've, I am, I've got some really good friends that are got some big, uh, saltwater fishing, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, resumes and I am dying to get, get, uh, you know, down towards Louisiana and do some redfish fishing and heading to Florida and fishing for some tarpon sometime. Just a lot of the saltwater scene is something that I, I don't live near it, so I don't get a chance to do it a lot. And that is something I really look forward to doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, I've caught a lot of the freshwater fish. I love, I've never targeted muskie, but I've caught quite a few. Uh, they're, they're amazing. You know, I, my, my, absolute favorite thing to fish for is smallmouth bass in rivers period um if i had to go fishing every day and could and could choose i'd go fishing for smallmouth bass on a river <laughs> uh, followed closely by smallmouth bass on lake erie those would be my <laughs> two <laughs> smallmouth bass are just something that just i love i love to fish for them um his, you know, really big, the, the, where the area I live in, that's really more of the, we can catch, we have a better chance of catching nice smallmouth than we do nice largemouth in my area. So that's kind of why, but, you know, I guess if I lived where there was 10 pound largemouth, you know, pretty common, I, I'd be probably pretty psyched about that, but I don't live Me in that too. area. So. <laughs> All right, and what about a particular fishing spot? Is there one that sits at the top of your bucket list? Well, I tell you what, um, it's going to be a river. Um, one of my favorite places of all time, and I, I basically have pictures of myself as a baby there. It's the South Branch of the Potomac River uh, in West Virginia. It is one of the most beautiful places to fish. It's got a lot of fish. It's got some good fish. It's uh, it's over near Romney, West Virginia place called they they call it the trough it's just a beautiful float through a you know the 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 mountain of you know just a a big valley you're you're going through uh it's beautiful water i love fishing the south branch of the potomac but this past about two weeks ago i spent some time on the uh susquehanna river uh up near harrisville uh or harrisburg pa and i gotta say uh, that was some pretty incredible fishing and it's some beautiful scenery up there too. So that's another one. Uh, really all the rivers, you, you've got the new river in West Virginia that I dearly love spending time on the, the Greenbrier river, um, the Susquehanna river in PA. There's just all kinds of them. And I love fishing for big smallmouth in Lake Erie. So, um, out of a kayak, it's a lot of fun. All right, absolutely. So we're going to jump into a segment here that we call What's Your Favorite? It's pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to ask you your favorite in a few different categories. And to start it off with, uh, do you have a favorite scripture? Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, I've got a, I've got a few, but um, probably 
one thing that that you know really helps me in my faith is it's it's a verse Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And, you know, that just really, it just speaks to, um, well, I mean, if you read on, that, that's, that's the, that's verse 11. Actually, let me bring it up here. Let me find it. Uh, so for I know I have plans for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then it goes on in verse 12. Then you will call on me and come and, and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found to you. I mean, so no matter what we got going on in our lives, we know that, that the Lord has our best interest at heart. So whatever, that that just really gives me comfort a lot. Um, and it's just that that verse really just speaks to me and another verse and, and that, this is this is a pretty popular one with a lot of people but I have it written on my uh, we call them hog troughs I don't know if you're familiar with it but it's what we measure our fish with on the bump board on that I've got uh, uh, Philippians 413 which I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength well what I love about that is the whole story of that is it's not so much you know um, everything I ask for, Christ is going to give me. What it is, it's, it's the, is that whole story is with that verse is no matter what, through victory and defeat, failure, success, He's with you. So those are the kind of things. That's what that that just speaks a lot to me. You know, how are you going to handle success? How are you going to handle failure? Well, through Him, you can handle it all. You just have to lean on Him and. And that also goes along with the other verse I mentioned. So that's just, I like having hope. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because this, our world's so full of just horrible things nowadays that knowing that, that there's hope in him is just really the most refreshing thing that you can have. And, and that's what keeps me going. For sure. And uh, what about a favorite Bible story? Uh, of course, like I say, I love the underdog stories, <laughs> you know, the David and Goliath and Gideon, you know, all those kind of things. So those are probably, I'd say probably the story of Gideon and, you know, how he's the, the least, the least obvious choice to lead an army and the, and, and just how the Lord has basically supplied everything for him to, to be successful. And, you know, he didn't want that. He didn't need, he didn't, feel worthy of that, you know, the same way, you know, David and Goliath, you know, the, the, the underdog story. So that's, that's kind of what I like. Absolutely. So, um, I believe you've already answered the question, what is your favorite fish to fish for with a smallmouth bass? Yep. Uh, so, uh, what would be your favorite fish to catch? Smallmouth bass. All right. <laughs> big, big smallmouth bass. Now, I would love awesome. to catch a tarpon, one of those great big giant tarpons. Those things, that would just be incredible. Yeah, that's one of, Down uh, Florida. One of the very, uh, that's one of the many that sits on my very big bucket list also. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure. And uh, what about your favorite fish to eat? 
Uh, Long John Silvers or Captain D's? <laughs> Not a big fish eater, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I like deep. I like uh, deep fried trout. You know, batter fried trout when during trout season. When a lot of the guys I work with go to the mountains and trout fish, they'll have fish fries. I, I can I can put that away. So, yeah, I like that. Absolutely. While we're on the subject of food, what about your favorite fish and snack? Um, every time I head out to the water, I've got a bag of beef jerky, and I've got a Nutri-Grain granola bar, uh, oats and honey. I just I uh, throw those two things in my in my bag, and and I usually carry a Cliff Bar, a peanut butter Cliff Bar. That, and then I'll throw four bottles of water and a couple Gatorades under the seat, and I go. And I very seldom stop to eat when I'm fishing, especially a tournament. I got to force myself to even stop and get a drink during the day and that's that's bad to do i don't recommend that but a lot of times i'll fish halfway through the day and realize i haven't even stopped to take a drink so yeah i get pretty focused when i'm on the water (laughs) (laughs) and is there a particular brand or flavor of beef jerky that you like uh whatever i can get on sale at at, uh, uh dollar general when i'm when i'm getting the I'll run through Dollar General because there's one on every corner of every street in America. So that's usually where I get my snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And I won't ask for any GPS coordinates or secret spots or anything, but what's your favorite body of water to fish on? Um, I've ha- I really love going to Lake Erie. That, that's, 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 that's not a river. Uh, I love Lake Erie. Um, I love fishing. I love taking my my electronics and finding those fish and fishing for smallmouth with drop shot and you know uh, blade baits and that kind of stuff. I just the fight of those deep, big football size, you know, five pound smallmouth in Lake Erie are just like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And last but not least, what's your favorite time of year to fish? Uh, it's definitely going to have to be spring. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to fish as much in the spring as I'd like to with my, my real job. We, we usually have our, I work at a, a chemical plant, we have our shutdown every year in the spring, so that kind of really cuts into some of my really good quality spring fishing time. But I'd say the, the following right close behind it would be fall. Um the only reason I wouldn't say fall first is because I'm a big bow hunter and I love to be in a tree stand in the fall. So I kind of have conflicting interests when the uh, leaves start to turn. But man, there are some there's some incredible fishing in the fall that um, you don't have as many people out. You know, there's fall's a great time if you can uh, if you can pass up going uh, sitting in a tree stand for chasing big deer for a day. Uh, fishing's really probably one of the best times in the in the fall late fall absolutely and whenever you said spring um what's your favorite uh pre-spawn spawn or post-spawn i like pre-spawn i hate fishing the spawn i'm not very good at it and everybody's out there doing it so i love pre-spawn i love i love getting them when they're feeding up to spawn moving in when you can find them on secondary points coming off the main lake when it's first starting to warm up that is absolutely when i love to fish them so spawn's great but it's frustrating and it's 
it's hard to do out of a kayak sometimes. A lot of people thrive, you know, do really well at bed fishing, you know, with, and with a kayak, we're not taking them off the water. So it's not as big a deal to, to bed fish. You know, you're catching them and putting them right back in at, at the bed. But, uh, I just don't do very good at it, to be honest with you. I've never, I don't have the patience to, to, to bed fish a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. And here where, where I fish so much of it is like, uh, chocolate milk colored water. So it's, um, it's hard yeah. to find them anyways. That's the way it is. Um, where I live, it's all muddy all the time, but I really probably fish more traveling than I do at home anymore because of all the tournament schedules and traveling and everything. I'm, I'm traveling to different bodies of water across the country to fish these tournaments and that's where I spend, you know, four or five days in a row fishing hard. So I don't do as much fishing locally as I, I have this year with all the COVID going on. I've done a lot of fishing local with, you know, but normally I'm fishing, you know, wherever the next tournament is, is where I'm spending some time, you know, that week, a few days before the tournament, I'm fishing hard, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, we're going to start wrapping things up. Uh, if you would let us know, uh, what do you have upcoming for you? Uh, my next tournament uh, was going to be this weekend up at La Crosse and uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, on the Mississippi River. But uh, just some other other things, a little bit more important this this week at home. So I'm I'm going to skip that one. But uh, I'll be hitting. Uh, we're having a uh, KBF is having an event on Lake Erie. Uh, not really on Lake Erie, but in the harbors, some of the harbors, you know, leading into Lake Erie, they're having a KBF two-day uh, event here in the next few weeks. Uh, this coming weekend, there is a my local one of my local clubs I'm in as uh, West Virginia Kayak Anglers. They're having one, uh, not too close to me, but not too far from where I grew up, and I'm, I'm trying to see if I can work it out to where I can make it there to fish that one, but. Uh, Got the national championship, uh, got moved. Normally we fish the national championship in uh, April every year, but it got moved to October due to all the COVID. So that's going to be a big one at the end of the year. And I'm trying to, uh, trying to qualify for the, uh, Hobie BOS series, uh, uh, tournament of champions at the end of the year. I've, I've got two events in and I'm, I've got to get another event under my belt to, to even have a chance at qualifying for that but that's that's high on my list to try to make that event um and then finishing out the kbf schedule for the year and uh and then also and there's so many options i've been fishing this year i've got i, I fished i fished kbf i fished the hobie series i fished the bass series which was a new series this year i fished uh i fished one of them and uh of course the, the they, they've had to cancel a couple of them so those are going to be rescheduled. So it's just been a, it's been a crazy year. Uh, everything was planned out at the beginning of the year. I had a plan. I had a schedule. I knew where I was going to fish and then, and then this all happened. So new plans have to be made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And do you have any, uh, sponsors or supporters you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh yeah. Um, man, I want to thank, uh, there's so many, companies that have really supported me jackson kayak i've been with jackson kayak since the beginning um fishing online um is a is a is the online fishing retailer that uh it's not too far from me it's kind of local in pennsylvania here uh, great company great small people 
great shipping, everything. They've, they've taken great care of me, and I, and I think the world of them. Torquedo is uh, my motor for my kayak, and, uh, and they're, they're an excellent sponsor. Bending Branches uh, Paddles has been with me from the beginning. Uh, NRS gear keeps me safe with my PFD and all my clothing and keeps the sun off of me. Man, NRS makes some incredible gear. Um, Yak Attack, every, basically I can take any boat out there and, and outfit it to make it a great fishing kayak with Yak Attack. <laughs> put a, put a Torquedo and a bunch of Yak Attack accessories on about any kayak and you can, you can have you a pretty good fishing boat out there. Um, um, and then, uh, 13 fishing has been, uh, the rods and reels I've used since, since the, since the year I won the national championship. Uh, Dakota Lithium is the batteries that, that, that support me. Um, Lawrence, my electronics, um, Gerber gear, uh, it's been a bit of sponsor of mine for a while now. And, uh, and there's, there's more. I'm sorry, but, but just, uh, I've been blessed. Uh, I've been really blessed with a lot of companies that I use and believe in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a, it's been awesome, um, to say the least. So I've been blessed with a lot of great opportunities. Awesome. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you or follow you on social media, how do they find you? Yeah. Um, you can look, look me up on, uh, I've got some, some stuff out on YouTube, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of instructional videos on different installs and stuff for, uh, for Jackson kayaks and Torquedo. Uh, Matt Ball Outdoors on YouTube. Look, look for me there. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Matt Ball. Now on Facebook, that's my, just, just Matt Ball. And then, uh, M Ball T Ball on Instagram. All right. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really enjoyed it and I uh, wish you all the best, man. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me and God bless. Thanks for doing this. Again, I want to give a big thank you to Matt for coming on the show and talking with us about Faith and Fishing. I'll leave links in the show notes to Jackson's Tournament, show sponsor 413 Lure Company, and of course, how to follow Matt. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to tell me who you want to hear from next. Thanks again for listening. Y'all take care, and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. If you like this episode, please give it a rating, a review, and make sure to subscribe on whatever app you're listening to so you never miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on social media at facebook.com slash faithandfishingpodcast and Instagram at faithandfishingpod. Special thanks and a big shout out to our show sponsor, 413 Lure Company, to Jonathan Enthalancy for helping me write, play, and record the music for the show, and to Tyler Worrell, the graphic designer behind our amazing logo. If you have any questions about faith, I encourage you to contact a pastor in your community. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, get out there and catch some fish, and I will catch you on the next episode.